Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how you doing? Doing terrific, Todd. Great to be back on Wednesday. Yes. And we definitely want you to call in and join us. So I, I don't know, Todd, if you want to throw up that call-in line, but it'd be great to have some folks call in today. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I need to launch Skype on the other machine so that they can call in. Right. So um, today's historic, if, if weather permitting, in about uh, an hour and 40 minutes, we started the show a little early today, because in an hour and 40 minutes, uh, we are once again, knock on wood, SpaceX and NASA is going to put two men safely on their way to the International Space Station. So uh, we will cross our fingers here. Uh, we're doing this show before the, we started a little early today because we wanted to watch the launch but i'll be honest with you rob i'm 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 cheating a little bit you know why why i've got spacex up on the screen <laughs> <laughs> i had a feeling that's what you were going to be doing right? yeah i got space I, I got spacex running here in, in the of course i can't hear them and i don't know if there's any closed caption but on my computer there there isn't but um no so this is uh yeah it's a historic day for america back in the putting you know no longer launching on the Soyuz. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be on uh, 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 built in America, at least we think yeah. so. That's great. That's great. I mean, yeah, how, how many years has it been since we've launched a person up in space? The, I mean, as far as the U.S., the space shuttle was retired in two thousand and eleven. Eleven. Wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So they figured when they launched in eleven, it would be nine to ten years, and I think we shaved off a little time because. SpaceX really kind of did their thing. And uh, yeah. so, you know, Godspeed to these uh, astronauts that are on board. And uh, they, these, both these guys have flown before. So we'll, we'll see how, uh, how it goes. But I get pretty, I get pretty, I actually put on my calendar from four to five. <laughs> I, just, I just blocked it out already. And then I said, right. oh man, we got a show today. That runs, uh, runs right up to three minutes before launch. We better go early. So, yep. Anyway, those of you listening don't care. You, it's already happened. Well, or, some do. Some do. Right. I think. Yeah. So, and, uh, and maybe some folks uh, didn't know what happened. Um, but, uh, you know, I think those that listen afterwards, I'm sure it's going to be on replay somewhere. Oh, I'm off sure. Of, right. You know. So, so what's the address to the, is it just SpaceX.com? It's SpaceX.com forward slash launches is where the, oh, okay. the live stream is at. And I'll be honest with you, SpaceX style, they have, these guys are in like this Cadillac. You know, it's almost like they're in a Tesla because the, the new oh. astronaut uniforms are incredibly beautiful. Um, and they, streamlined and not bulky like the other ones. Right. And now I don't think these are designed for spacewalks per se. Um, design, you know, obviously they're not doing that anyway. But they've uh, they got a console with three big LED screens, and they've got a you know a hard panel button with the hard controls, and then a very dangerous lever in the middle of the uh, capsule that would uh, abort. You know, they could abort right from they could abort manually. So that's probably something they don't want to keep their hand. I remember when, <laughs> you know, when I was uh, stationed in Lemoore, California, and uh, I got to do two-seater FA-18 rides. They had the, what they call their, they call it the RAG. It's basically the 
the training group, but Navy sli- slang is the is the rag is where the pilots mm-hmm. learn how to fly F-18s. And uh, so I'd done a bunch of favors and basically got, finally was able to, to get some two-seater rides. And the, the main thing the pilot always said, <laughs> well, I can't repeat it on the show or we'll have some <laughs> F-bombs here. But there was a there was a specific handle. Yes, <laughs> you keep your hands away from the pat. When I'm pulling G's, don't reuse that for your stress relief. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, okay. and yeah. uh, he says, uh, if I eject you, you're going to hear the word E, and you will be gone. You won't even know. I will. I will. I will auto sequence eject you. <laughs> And he says, if you hear the second, if you actually hear, hear the word eject, <laughs> he said, you pull the handle because that means I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, a lot of people don't know this, but they would put, they told you never to lock your knees because they put uh, straps. You basically hook straps to your boots. And because your feet kind of went in under the cockpit. So if they reject you, they retract your feet, bring it, and then, you and then punch you there. through. But right. if you locked your knees, you're, you're going to get, you're going to have busted leg. <laughs> right. Sounds like, oh, wow. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, trivia. You can yeah. spend some time on that. But that was many, many, many years ago when I was a much younger man and the heart could take it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's good to see us get, get, getting back into the space game again. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. but. And I actually interviewed a guy down in Australia, no, excuse me, South Africa yesterday that does a astronomy show. And uh, we were talking about it a little bit yesterday, too. So for those that uh, listen to the Podcast Insider, that'll be on the Podcast Insider show tomorrow. But so anyway, Rob, you and I just, I don't think we can talk about the meeting, but you and I just got out of a meeting, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I don't know, Todd. I mean, I think the concepts that, that we talked about there are not exactly what I would call proprietary or anything right to yeah. just that group right i just These can't are talk issues that that the whole whole industry faces you know some of them anyway so basically we had a we had an ib meeting today and there was considerable number of people on the call and considerable number of opinions and talk about the right. podcast measurement guidelines and some things that are going on of concern mm-hmm. and some suggestions and some bold, maybe bold actions. I don't know. What do you think? You consider it bold or? I think they're kind of catch-ups to where we need to be. And I right. don't know that the IAB um, guidelines have been really, I say, designed to be flexible enough to accommodate, you know, r- real-time type of situations. And I think that's what we were starting to work out. Right? Yeah. So we've, you know, there's a few things going on in the space that uh, are causing or, well, is causing some inflation on some numbers. And I don't know if I necessarily want to go into that in detail here because I don't want to really got to be careful with what, you know, what we talked about there. And, but it's, uh, you know, we're just putting together some concerns and I think they're going to be some sort of a document that's going to come out of it that will make a public appearance at some point. And well, I was, you know, and this is the topic that I raised, raised to the group. And, and it's just really, I guess, getting, everybody on the same page when it comes to the to the metric because there there are optional things in the standard spec mm-hmm. right now that that i think we're in there because we were trying to generate consensus right yeah um and th- th- there were compromises made for flexibilities and how to implement 
under a certain type of basic structure, right? So, uh, you know, I think it, you know, some of the topics that were raised today raise the question of do we need to tighten those specifications a little bit to keep everybody a little closer in their numbers? Because I don't think it's helpful, Todd, to have one platform have significantly different numbers. Um, I mean, even if it's two or three or five percent or whatever, uh, when both of those platforms are certified, right? right? I mean, and I think that that's that's the bigger issue that that is kind of surrounding this. I mean, so, some of the finer details we probably don't want to talk about in specifics yet, um, but but that's kind of kind of the general theme. And I think too is many of us wanted stricter compliance levels. Right. In the early days, but we really had to get 32 companies on board. You had to, but some of the faces, I've seen a lot of new faces today. I've never seen before. Right. Maybe some of that has changed. And I think what we will potentially see, I hope will be a revision of the podcast measure guidelines that lock some of this, as you would put it, variable mm-hmm. stuff into place. And that will go a long, long ways. We also guess there's going to be another announcement maybe next week of another company getting certified. So, well, it's already on the website. So I would say that it's probably already public information, right? Oh, now. is it? I didn't. Someone said that they looked at the website and didn't see it, but it did get updated. That's what they said in the comment thread. It, is right. that it's live on the on the website and it's the the megaphone folks. Yeah. So that was the information that came out during the meeting. They finished up certification. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Good for them. Yeah. But uh, a little discussion. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so anyway, lots of discussions going on and I think it was, it was good. We didn't get to the one topic that I thought probably would be the biggest content, a contention one. And it talks about the, you know, ad- adding a definite additional definitions to download. Hmm. Okay. So, well, I think w- we're going to be either doing weekly or every two week meetings going forward for a while until yeah. we work out some of these things. Yeah. And there was a, just good. There was a pretty good list of stuff that people wanted to talk about too. So, uh, it's been a while, right? How long has it yeah, been it since? Has been. It's, oh, been it's been a long, it, it's been at least probably a year. A since year. Yeah. It's really gotten together. Yeah. Well, right. we, we did one in December, but it was more about the topic that we are meeting again about today. And then, mm-hmm. so hopefully we get, can start. I'd like to see it move a little quicker to be honest with you. Right. right. I think some people yeah. maybe will say one, once a week is too much, but. Yeah. I'm sure you can get a lot accomplished. Quickly, we we hope so. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But, uh, yeah. So anyway, good meeting. And there was, uh, some, some actual call, some people on the call that I did not know were IB members. So, because the IEB has a certification process that allows non-members to get certified, and there was a couple of people on the call that I was like, oh. So, I, I did want to ask, were they invited because they got certified, or were they actually IEB members? So. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I guess I'll just send a private note back and ask. I'm assuming, you know, I'm assuming the only way you got on the call if you were an IEB member. IEB member, right. Yeah. That's probably it. Doing the reason you find out about it. Right. So anyway, it was, it was a decent meeting and I'm sure some of the people that, and there's, you know, there's a camp out there that 
doesn't like the IB stuff. I talked a little bit about that on the last show. So, well, I think that there was discussion about maybe having some sort of a of a baseline compliance um, that wasn't certification. I don't know, I, but that also was something that mm, doesn't sound very realistic. No, it, I and I don't. It it goes back to yeah, just remove the compliance thing. Say you're certified. You well, know. that's exactly what my point was yeah. too. Just you know, you're either certified. If you're going to claim compliance, then you know there's got to be some way to validate compliance. But you know, in the meantime, anyway, at least create a separation between the two. Yeah. One is not the same on both sides. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. regardless of, uh, it's something we've complained a lot, and then we've yeah. talked about it on this show before, is that we have companies out there that replay, uh, can't claim compliance, and they haven't went through certification, and we know that their compliant numbers are nowhere near accurate. Right. And right. Um, it just causes more confusion in the space. And buyers don't know the difference and you have to educate them to do for them to understand the difference, but you have to do that education every six months. So, right. 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 But so anyway, it's other than that, it's been, been busy. I, I'm just, uh, you know, we had a long weekend. I enjoyed it. Had beautiful weather here. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was. uh, <laughs> fantastic. 80, it's a, like 80 degrees today. Instead of cold fronts coming through, it's getting down to 72. That's my kind of cold front. Right, right, exactly. That's perfect weather, right? right. And I officially put all the blue jeans and pants up in the winter drawer. I don't wear any uh, pants rest rest of the rest of the summer until the snow flies. (laughs) Todd, I saw that uh, that James um, put in his newsletter today that that he's posing the question: Is it time to rethink the podcast app? I thought it was an interesting post. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to look at that or I, not. But I did, but I don't feel that they are hacked music. Well, the experience is literally the same. So why right. would you expect them not to look like a music player? Right. Well, that and isn't that isn't what he's talking about here? Exactly what Spotify is doing, mostly. But he, you know, it's interesting here. Is, Potentially, he says just an, just the, uh, somebody that's by the name of Morton, whoever that is, a yet unnamed podcast app, which breaks conventions by not allowing you to subscribe to shows. Right. That's innovation right there. <sighs> Backwards ass innovation is what that, and what that is, is that's, that is, that is not understanding the viability of this space. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, 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 I guess some usability experts uh, take this position that um, taking features away is, is an improvement, right? Um, though I don't know that that's true in this case. Some, some people want to subscribe. Huh. I guess the, the end of the day, it's not so much the subscribe, it's what the sub- subscribe function actually does is what's important. Because, I mean, if you just subscribe and it's just like favoriting something or I like something, right? that's not as deep of a relationship no. that the audience has with the content, which is the whole purpose behind subscribe was to initiate a potential auto-download. But maybe we don't need that anymore, Todd. Well, of course not. We, you know, we're not flying. We're not driving. We don't Especially have places now. where there's no <laughs> connectivity. 
Right. You know, we're not uh, out on the ice in uh, Australia. We're not on. Uh, we're not on boats crossing the ocean. You know, there's no place for uh, subscriptions and having pre-downloaded the content to be able to listen to later. Of course, this now, is now especially because of this. People are not traveling as much. Well, people aren't commuting. I, I'm people being aren't, right. I'm being facetious here because there's lots, hundreds of use cases to listen. Oh to yeah. The podcast. I mean, if, if we go back to normal, I agree with you, Todd. I mean, it's like hmm, there's a million situations. I not a million, but there's a handful of situations that you can get into where it's nice to have it handy there, and you, you don't have to worry about what your connection is, especially on airplanes, right? I think that that's the biggest one. But at the same time, um, I also understand, and it's just like I talked with this gentleman from South Africa yesterday. There are bandwidth is data plans, mobile data plans are not equal across the world. Right. And that is true. And unlimited bandwidth that most people have with their phones today, at least it feels unlimited. You may get throttled at the end is a very, that's, that's an American thing, but outside of the United States, you have to buy a load, you get so much data or it costs so much, maybe economically you can't support it. But right. what is common in most of those countries is Wi-Fi is available widely. Right. So they can go and connect to a shop or internet cafe or a McDonald's or wherever and get Wi-Fi, download that content, mm-hmm. and walk away. Todd, one other characteristic that, that's mentioned in this um, is having the, the app uh, change its look and feel for each show being more consistent with the branding of the program itself. Um, I guess this could be beyond just color, right? It could be other things, but it's not really specified here entirely, but I was thinking maybe there is something to do, uh, that could be, it, you know, initiated with the, an extension of RSS, uh, with tags to, be able to initiate these type of functionalities, right? Um, around color changes for, you know, the, the environment around, is it a dark color background? Is it a light color background? It's almost like what people do with websites, right? right. Um, and is that something that's worth looking at? Well, potentially. And, and a- Apple's done a little bit of this to try to match your album art coloring right. with color, your, right. all that stuff. So that's not unusual to be frank, but, Right. I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people that build podcasting apps really don't and haven't been and don't understand podcasts right. in general. Well, because they're, they're software developers or whatever. They're typically not podcasters, right? I don't want to listen to a never-ending stream of podcasts. And I don't need captions because the phone is on my desk or in my pocket or. Right. You're not looking at the screen. Yeah, we're not looking at the screen. Right. Do you, do you, so some of these are just kind of like, mm, they're okay to have, but really nothing that innovative. Right. So he's asking the question, time to think, rethink the podcast app. Well, you spend your, you know, spend a hundred thousand dollars and develop one and see if it works. I, I would say to, to be fair to 
the current app developers out there, I think that's what all those guys do all the time. I mean, Marco Armit from, uh, you know, from Overcast has done as much, you know, podcast li- listening app kind of um, updates and improvements or, you know, s- some innovations than anybody else in the space, I think. I would think mm. so too. And right. his app remains num- like number one. Right. For this show, it's Pocket Cast. Imagine that. Really? Yeah. Number one app for the, well, number one outside of Apple. Right. The number one independent app is Podcast Attic. So by like, says, by right? a lock, maybe eight, 9%. So. Interesting. It yeah. is interesting. Yeah. And I, and I think even for my personal show, Podcast Attic is close to number one. Cause I, I'm not, I don't use Overcast and never talk about it. I talk about Podcast Attic and. Right. So hmm. it's kind of weird. Well, it's cool though. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I th- I think we're, you know, here's the here's the end end point. <laughs> as a podcaster, we shouldn't care how people listen, long as they can listen. At the end of the day, I at would say that the, that's true. Yeah, God. at yeah. the end, and yeah. you know, and I'm going to do my best to train my audience to listen the way I hope they will. Which in every one of my Geek New Central shows like within the first minute I'm telling come over to the website and subscribe. I mean, Todd, I I spent a lot of years thinking about ways to to do things differently in the podcasting space to make it march forward and make it you know help it improve and thinking about the future of the medium and and I'm all in favor of you know some innovation in this space that is really profound innovation. Um, I've been a been a little frustrating i don't know if you feel it too that there, there hasn't been a lot of that um i think a lot of things that are done repeatedly over the years that have you know seemed like revolutions in the past that didn't quite work out that people do you know 10 years later or five years later thinking that it's a revolution and it never really kind of kind of does it i mean a lot of podcasting is pretty much the same as what it was when it started yeah um, you know, there's certainly a lot of improvement on the listening side, but on the podcast and publishing side and all that stuff, it, there's a lot of stuff that really hasn't changed that much. So I had a thought and it's been percolating in the back of my brain for, I don't know, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since this thing started locked down, we talked about these virtual events and we're seeing a lot of virtual events pop up a yeah. lot. Matter of fact, uh, There's one starting tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) it's the future podcasting, 251 people attending. Yeah. And that number kind of scares me because it's pretty low, but I didn't hear about this event until the newsletter came out this morning. Yeah. It's a new, it's a new event. But from what I gather, they're going to have another one of these in the middle of July. So this is going to be a fairly, you know, going to be like every couple months, kind of a, kind of a deal. And there's only like two people on this entire panel that I think I've ever heard of before. Um, Maybe a couple more. Right. But Well, one has been on this program. Yeah. So So I guess the question then really is, is it time to start doing a virtual conference, Rob? Are we we well suited to having a little virtual conference that's derived from the show? Or is it something to think about? Or do we not want to get into that? 
game at all. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the pattern that we saw a little bit with the, we are podcast event that happened uh, last week, uh, was about 200 plus people, you know, attending it. It, it looks like that's kind of the sweet spot for these things is about 200 to 250, at least so far anyway. So I, you know, I looked at the, and again, I'm, I don't begrudge anyone making money. And, uh, so if I do the math on the event that's happening here tomorrow, they've collected $6,200 in registration fees, 6250 and mm-hmm. registration fees. And they're having, of course, no one's getting paid, I'm sure to come in and, and speak. So. Right. And I don't know who's organizing it, to be frank. Um, the the future of podcasting. Yeah. Stuff. It's it's three guys actually. I think it's listed on their website. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to their place where you sell where you get tickets. Oh. Uh, Sam Seth, the he's actually well, one of the speakers. Is actually the main. Okay, yeah, it's listed here. It's Sam. Sethy, Andrew Grill, and Minter Dial are the organizers. So they're actually out of the U.S., so they're not a, a U.S.-based guys. Oh, so they're in the U.K. or someplace like that. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, and I don't agree begrudge because it's you know it takes a lot of work to put an event on, you know, to organize something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's time to do some sort of an event. I think a lot of these have a wide range of topics and maybe that's the downfall of why they're not as popular. Maybe these events need to be, have a singular focus for an eight hour straight time frame mm-hmm. to be able to reach a specific audience because there's some topics even um, that are just, they're all over the board. So someone that's a, a one-on-one, someone that's maybe looking into podcasting, they're, they're not, they're, they're going to come into some of those sessions. They're just going to be like, I'm lost. Yeah. And so they'll, they'll, they'll check out. Whereas if it's a one-on-one conference, then it's more focused and you have, you know, six, seven, eight hours, then would you not have a better chance of, I don't know, maybe it's still 250 people. Well, I think if you have multiple tracks, I think like with the We Are Our Podcasts uh, event tried to do, I mean, if you, you, you have like a beginner's track and an advanced track or and a pro track or something like that, I, I think you could segregate people into different tracks that could be most helpful to them. Um, but a lot of these, like this particular event, I think is a fairly advanced track. I mean, um, it's not for beginners, I don't believe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So. So anyway, um, yeah, did you see where the Adam Carolla, um, podcast, uh, did a live stream, uh, and got 1.1 million live video streams of his, uh, Adam Carolla show. That's pretty impressive. 1.1 yeah. million. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like a number. Well, and that was, that was on the, the live by live, you know, platform that podcast one. Uh, so did he just part of. did he just do a normal show? I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the actual show itself, but um, yeah, it's 
I guess what we're starting to see is the power of what that deal might might be able to do, right? But you got to remember, Adam Carolla is Adam Carolla. I know, Carolla. he's a big, big name, right? Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Huh. Agreed. And what else is happening here? Oh, there's there's a lot. I'm just, you know, I, I got to thinking back about our last show, and I was like, man, we, we covered a lot of ground on the last show we had a pretty good we had a pretty good rant session going on too that lasted a little while so that that was a little fun little fun there is um you know a little bit of information talking about android usage and it again comes from pod news and he pulled this from a from a data report that came out by a company called scientia mobile and it just Mm -hmm. basically if any podcaster has any reason to to wonder and let, let me just put this up on the screen. Those of you that are watching, if you, if you have any doubt that you need to be talking about your Android subscription options for your show, globally, 34.9% are on a, an Apple product and 65% are on an Android. The United States is split pretty, well, 56 to 43 with Apple in the lead. But that is not the norm you know, Africa, 13% Apple, 87% Android. South America, 16% Apple, 84% Android. Europe, 32% Apple, 68% Android. Oh, North America, including Canada, um, 50% iPhone, 50% Android. So, And down in the U.S., it's 56.4%. Yeah, 56, yeah. iOS, 43.6% Android. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so the U S definitely index is really the highest, I, I believe in, um, in the world yep. for iPhone, which, which I guess makes sense. But, uh, yeah, Todd, you're exactly right. I mean, um, Android is where the future is of this medium. There's no question. So there was a, um, a post on pod news talking about Amazon and according to this headline, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> according to this headline, reading directly from this headline, Amazon will be delivering podcasts soon, according to Bloomberg. The article claims will be put into Amazon Music. Pod News says we'd assume they'd also replace TuneIn as a default podcast experience for A-L-E-X-A speakers. Meanwhile, Amazon's Audible. They're said to be looking at a different price point to allow access to Audible original shows, but not to books. So, thought I can't comment. So this, on that I'm just reading. I'm just reading here what the right. folks from Bloomberg are reporting, right? And uh, reading directly from the from the report. Let's see who did. Who, did they say who leaked? Who said this? Um, <laughs> I don't uh, think they they said that. No. So far. Yeah, I don't see anything in here about, uh, so speculation on Bloomberg's part, I guess. Or somebody said something to them, I suppose. Well, I would, I, I guess maybe that's what someone said. But yeah. uh, anyway, this is uh, a bit of a, a, re, a re, you know, there's a lot of people, big players thinking about podcasting. So, so hypothetically, if Amazon got into, if, if hypothetically, if Amazon got into the space that, you know, podcasts are also always, 
already readily available right in uh in, in on alexa devices so but it is pulling from uh primarily pulling from TuneIn and iHeart right which which are known to not have complete catalog so just get, you know just keep that in mind so i guess we'll see i should i guess we shouldn't be surprised cuz they are in the content business with amazon prime and those offerings so yep so if they get into this space who's left who's the big uh, players that are left uh, there's some big ones outside of the U S that are coming. So, okay. So outside of the U S so that would be Alibaba. Who else? Um, yeah, I'm not going to name names. Oh, you, you can. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you think about, of course, here in the United States, we, we, so what are some of the big music brands outside of the United States? So those of you that hmm. listen to the show outside the United States can maybe help us out here with some, some ideas, but yeah. Yeah. Did you see that, uh, Rogan did an interview with New York times? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. There's a, there's an interview on the New York times about Rogan's deal. And oh. he, he actually feels dirty about taking the money in the times of COVID-19. Uh, okay. I'm not going to say much on that, right? Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll have to go go read the article. I think I maybe wasn't able to see it because um, the New York Times is paid. paid well, you, if you've been there more than 10 or so times in a month, I I got the, yeah. the freebie look. But Did it, you? Yeah, okay. and it was in the pod movement newsletter was the link to it I found. Oh, so if you're okay. looking for the link to it. But pretty good article. And uh, someone that had been on a show before actually wrote it. So Todd, I, I did see a listing in pod news and I wanted to comment on this cause I've, I've, I've met uh, Larry King in the past and stuff cause he's, he worked a lot with, um, podcast one when, when I was working down there. Is that and dude like 90 now or something or how old he's is he? 86. So 86. I mean, so James Cridlin did a post in here about, uh, it was, this was a few days ago, um, about him you know, Larry King, you know, the former CNN yep. guy that was on CNN for many, many years, signing a deal worth $5 million for his first ever podcast, Todd. <laughs> Todd, I, I, I worked on Larry King's podcast back in 2014. Yeah, he was, he, he okay. Larry King. <laughs> now, I, Larry King, when he was on CNN, always promoted his podcast at the end of every one of his segments. Right. I mean, I mean, he had a podcast when he was at CNN. Right. Too. Right. Exactly. And then he had a podcast <laughs> with his, with his wife at podcast one. His first ever someone. Hey, James, you got that wrong. Right. <laughs> it's, it's all right though. It's all right. Yeah. 5 million at 86. Wow. We, could we be so lucky? Man. Five million. I mean, he's a, he's definitely a personality. I mean, I've talked to him a few times in person over the years and he's a nice guy. I mean, I, I like him. So, 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 but here's the interesting part. Let me, let me read this. The show is being produced by 444. Right. A media company owned by Jeff Beecher and Larry's son, 
Chase. Chance. Oh, Chance. 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 Okay. Wow. So, okay. so I wonder if there's a connection there. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh ding! You know, the light, the light bulb anime comes above my head right. here. That's right. what we need. Technology have that little, you know. So, right. so right. the question then really is: Is four forty four? Is it a VC funded out of operation? Ooh, I don't know. You, <laughs> you should do a little googling on that one, Todd. Because talk about insider baseball yeah there you go and a five-year deal 86 larry i hope you get all your money up front and (laughs) (laughs) well congratulations to larry yeah deal at 86 i would love to be able to get a deal like yeah cash your son's check quickly right So let me, let me go here. So I found it. It's 440studios.com, I guess. And let's see if we have anything in the about page. Let's see here. Yeah, I especially like the, the post that James had just below it, too, about bandwidth. Thought that, oh, that was a... That was a funny one. Yeah, yeah so... We talked about that one. <laughs> Let's see here. Did I find? Uh, I don't think. No, you didn't find it? Not yet. I haven't had time to go look. And, you know, okay. the, sometimes a studio name is called something and the company name is actually something else. And, you know, so. Yeah, I, I haven't found a link to venture, so maybe not, you know. But. Who knows? Five million dollars. I guess it pays to have been on national television. For he left under controversy, if I remember correctly. Wasn't there some sort of Me Too incident with him? I uh, I don't remember actually. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. Why did I think it was Larry King <laughs> <laughs> leave CNN? Yeah, here he goes. Why did Larry King leave CNN? Uh, it was time, but uh, maybe personal mess. Not CNN pushes Larry King off the air. Uh, his messy personal life. So maybe there was some stuff going on there. Who knows? But his messy personal life. Yeah, that's whatever uh, that means. Yeah, that's from yeah. the from the rap. So yeah, yeah. But he's been off CNN for quite a while. Yeah, oh, it's been probably over ten that's, years. That's, yeah. It was in 2010. Yeah. So yeah. ten years, yeah. and maybe yeah, maybe Matt are, Lauer will have a podcast soon, Nick. Yeah. So this this uh, uh, listing in Pod News called uh, bot, uh, "Bandwidth Isn't Cheap" for many podcast hosts. It's one of the biggest bills they have. I don't know if that's really true. No, I, I no. Think, I, I think staffing is probably staff the is the most expensive, right? And it says we are curious how much does Anchor add to Spotify's bandwidth bill, and I think. This was part of the question around uh, can 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 Spotify afford to to pay for free podcast hosts? Right, I think that was the bigger question. Right, and the the spoiler to what's the article says it's not as big as you'd think. <laughs> so so what did he estimate that um, 
I think it was uh, the estimation. From what I recall, it was a pretty liberal. I mean, it was like yeah, like being real generous, right? Real generous, like like every every podcast was doing weekly publishing, and it had you know yeah. So what was one hundred and twenty five downloads per episode so, and all that stuff, right? So being liberal, what was the total bandwidth that he he extrapolated yeah. that they would use? Being very liberal. And then, yeah, and then the the duration of each episode was like around average around thirty seven minutes or something like oh, that. Oh, he's it, being really he generous. Was, yeah, it was basically seven thousand seven hundred and forty terabytes. Okay, so say that again. Se- hang on, let me put in seven thousand seven hundred and forty terabytes. Or seven thousand seven hundred forty terabytes. That's not a small number. Equals- no, it's across the uh, four. What? Uh, that means so let me I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the based upon what i know let's let's just and i'll be a little liberal here so that is seven um that is uh seven million seven hundred and forty thousand gigabytes seven right seventy seven forty right. terabytes is seven million seven hundred forty thousand so we take seven million seven seven Oh, I got to clear this. I'm using a upper level math here. I could actually do this in my head, but we'll, we'll just we always get in trouble. We'll, when we do math yes, on the show. That's right. Fun. So <laughs> one, two, three, four. So I'm making sure I've got it right here. Yeah. There's three zeros. Okay. Let's, let's go and say that they're paying a penny a gig and I can almost <coughs> guarantee they're not paying that, they're much. Not paying that much. No. So let's, all right, let's use half a penny. All right. Let's, let's say half a penny is what their cost is. So that's 0.005. So I multiply that by 0.005. And that means that their bandwidth bill for per month for their podcasters is $38,700. Right. And that's across uh, what what uh, Daniel J. Lewis estimated was uh, 427,000 podcasts are currently hosted on Anchor. Uh, well, about 370,000 of them are 80,000 of them are dead. So well, that's, that's why we have to say that these numbers are extremely uh, conservative and liberal on the, how much benefit of a doubt we're giving them. Right. So probably so, that probably be honest with you. They're probably their total monthly bandwidth bill is about four grand over there. <laughs> I don't know if I would have got down that far, but well, maybe half of that. Yeah, I I'll stick with four grand. <laughs> you are big liberal, son. Uh, so seven terabytes is seven thousand gigabytes. That's but you no. Know, in his article, he said it was seven seven four zero terabytes. Right? James is in the Gigs. chat room. Oh, he said no, no. gigabytes. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said it right. It was seven thousand seven hundred and forty thousand gigabytes. Okay, now what in the article did he post? What what did he come up with? What was his number in the article? Yeah, he, he didn't actually sum it down to an actual dollar amount. All he did was say that it was about 1% of the bandwidth bill that Spotify pays for the whole platform. Okay, well, I was looking for if he'd come up with... James, what was your number that you came up with for... Did you come up with a terabytes number for the podcast? Or was was what was... What is spot yeah, of 7,740 terabytes? Oh, 7,740 terabytes was the estimate he came up with. Was the podcast right. traffic? 
uh, was the download traffic for for uh, uh, let's see, 129 million hours, uh, which translates into a six. Each one of those hours was 60 megs. Okay, but that was for music and podcast, or no, that's just for podcast. Okay, so seven thousand seven hundred forty terabytes equals seven million seven hundred forty thousand gigabytes. Right, right, correct. So, you see, oh, I didn't come up with a dollar amount. So we just did, James. So, right. if you if you're if we're using your number of seven thousand seven hundred forty terabytes, that equals seven million seven hundred forty thousand gigabytes. You multiply that by half a penny, point zero terabytes. zero no, no, no. From terabytes to gigabytes. Right. Because right. you pay for bandwidth by the gigabyte. Right, by the gigabyte. So right. it was 7,740,000 gigabytes. Multiply that by 0. 0.005. It's $38,700. Right. right. Yeah. So seven. So that's, that's the very liberal one, estimate. <laughs> one half of a penny, right? One half like of a penny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, and they're probably paying more like two tenths of a penny, or maybe yeah, right. Yeah, you know they're they're probably paying less than half a penny. <laughs> well, and James, I'm not sure where James is get, getting this 0.98 percent um, of the Spotify bandwidth bill, but um, that'd be like one percent of. He the probably sp- used it on their reported total active music plays per month right, or something like right. that. But anyway, um, still, I'm betting that the if if I was if if I was to put a hundred dollars on the table, I would bet that the anchor bandwidth bills less than four thousand dollars a month for four hundred twenty seven thousand podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's that that'd be that'd be a hundred dollar, and and I'm I might go up to five thousand dollars. <laughs> Eileen says, I know it's a tease to get people the article, but I only want to know the dollar amount. Uh, right. You know, I, I, that's, it, it's, you know, if I, if we use, if again, using the liberal, very liberal math that James gave them, which is, you know, very entertaining in itself. Um, and right. uh, it's a nice little exercise. Now, if those podcasts were really alive in really producing downloads, then the number would be forty thousand uh, dollars. A significant number, right? Yeah, it's a, it, I've always I you know I talk to people competitors and I always say when you can no longer pay for your bandwidth bill on a credit card and you have to do a bank transfer, you know you have really arrived. Right. <laughs> when it can't be done, or or they hit your credit card weekly instead of monthly. Right. And you got to make sure you schedule a payment on that credit card weekly. <laughs> um, yeah, James says, given that 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 is one percent. Yeah, James of, says of of Spotify's total bandwidth usage. Right. right. That that puts the total bandwidth usage on Spotify at almost seven hundred and ninety thousand. We're into pet, we're into petabytes, so. Yeah, uh, almost. Eat. Yeah, almost a petabyte. So, Blueberry moves multiples of petabytes a month. So, James says there are 286 million monthly active users for Spotify. In the UK, 31 percent of people seven 
Uh, 31% of people, 17.1 million use on-demand music service if they listen to a total of 186 minutes, hours a week. That's 10 point hours a week per user, 46 hours. He goes on and on and on. So this is going to roll off my screen as soon as. Oh, Jim says, Todd says, those podcasts are really alive. I'm using Libsyn's media number. I guess some of those are dead too, but I agree it's a vast overestimate. Yeah. That's why I said five grand. (laughs) And I'm probably being generous. That's not going to burn through that much. uh... There's nothing. The venture capital, right? They're not on a venture capital. They got bought. The venture no, capital got paid. But back back in the day, before right. they, they were owned by Spotify, they had significantly less podcasts than 427,000. Yeah. They, they were like in the 60, 80,000 range. But they were still running 95% DOAs, you know? Right. So, right. But their, <laughs> their bandwidth number was barely a thousand bucks, probably, for the uh, whole platform back, back before they were acquired. Yeah, James says, this is so, not written to read out. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, that it. but to clarify, James, since you are listening and you're probably listening earlier, it is not the ma- major expense. Uh, payroll is the major expense in almost every company. Right, right. Yeah, payroll is by far, it's, it's Blueberry's number one by, you know, many, many factors. Right. Yeah. So... But Even again, I, but again, remember, you, if you work for a company, uh, uh, Rob, if you if you work for a company that is offering free, you you, you don't have payroll <laughs> unless you've got venture, because there's no how do you, you make money? Yeah, how do you who do you pay payroll to when you have no income or or you just no you, yeah or you got some other model you hope is going to play out. Right. <laughs> right. You know, in in all honesty, though, um, my it's in today's entrance have a much, much easier road to hoe because I remember when we started out, I can probably say yeah, I was paying 11 cents a gig when we started out hosting. Yeah. And, uh, and now, um, you know, it's, it's times change. Competitions got bad, but you know, more increased every year. We, we go out and get three or four different bids from CDNs try to to push that rate down and what you're trying to do then is once you get to a certain point you can you can get let's say you get 20 percent savings on your bandwidth bill but if you're only paying a penny and you get 20 percent savings that takes you to 0.008 that is a huge win that that's a major revenue saver just getting incrementally um, lower cost on the per gig scale, but now new entrants that come in the space, I can't imagine most entrants having an issue getting a penny just come into the space new. I, I can't imagine them having a right. problem getting a penny yeah. to get. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be hard. Now they're going to have to get into the petabyte range to get a lot of additional savings there. Um, so You know, that is, it is what it is. And, um, yeah. that's one of the reasons, well, yeah. So if, if people think there's a lot of money in bandwidth, it's, 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 you know, you know, it's not that much. Yeah. It's the, 
paying for the developers, it's paying for yeah, it's paying staffing for all that costs, stuff, yeah. payroll costs, all that stuff is what really um, separates the you know from a viable company or an inviable company. It's it's not the bandwidth side of it. Yeah. Um, and and on the paid hosting platforms, that that's really what you're paying for is you're paying for support, you're paying for software development on the infrastructure side to maintain right, it. Right. Band, right. Bandwidth is a small issue, and I know for a period of time, Anchor was arguing that that you know it was the bandwidth issue is what you know was really the key thing there, and it really wasn't. It was just a a little bit of a deception. You know, when Anchor was almost out of money, it was because, not because of bandwidth, it was because of their payroll and their, their burn right. rate on everything else. Right. What had probably had nothing to do with the bandwidth whatsoever. Yeah. They probably could have pulled all, you know, they could have let everyone go and run on, you know, software that hopefully didn't maybe have one person maintaining the code to keep the website up and, and, uh, but it's yeah. it's not about the bandwidth. It's never been about the bandwidth cost. Yep. It's been about the team. That's what it's truly been about for any of these operations that are free. Right. So that's true. So that true. anyone that says it was because of the bandwidth bill. No. No. <laughs> Maybe someone would like to make people think that. Yeah. You know, come on. So it, I was looking at uh, James's kind of pod job too, and it looks like that there's still a steady flow of um, new job opportunities, work opportunities in the podcasting space. Well, that's, it's, yeah, it's good. People, if anyone in the podcasting space tells you right now that times are tough, then something, there's a mass influx of new podcasters. I don't think as much as the previous month, but there's a, it's steady. Right. It's true. So I will say that we had a, there was definitely an inflection point with those 90,000 new podcasters joining in one month. That's insane. But right. um, we'll see what the number, I, I'm curious to see what the new numbers are for, for May. Yeah. Just based on our volume, because we all share a certain number of, you know, we all split customers a certain amount. I, you know, I would say that May was not as, not as big as April by maybe half. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see what the, I could probably look myself, but let me actually go look see if I can see what our, how much has grown on our website. So no, I'm not showing a screen. I'm not supposed to. I'm always doing that now because <laughs> <laughs> so anyone give us a status. What's going on with SpaceX? Are they still counting down? Is the weather look good? Anybody, uh, uh, two earing it today? Are you guys, you know, watching one thing and let me look here. Programs. Uh, what's the number? Whoa. Oh, there's, there's considerable growth still. I'm at 1 million, 120, 100, 1 million, 118,000. Am I right? 1 million, 100. No, no. What? Can't be right. Oh, there's something going on there. I need to go. The, someone has. Can't be okay. I thought I read was reading one million eight hundred eighty-five thousand. <laughs> I was gonna say, gotta I gotta hang up here, Rob. I gotta call the dev. Something's broke. 
Right. <laughs> hey, Todd, I sent you an email in your, okay. your Gmail account. Uh, 1,118,541 is our count. And we're always much higher than the normal count. So, right. oh, can I announce this? Is this, oh, this looks like public. Yeah, it's up on the website. Oh, all right. So, all right. I, I got a screen I can share. So when did it, when was this put out? When was this made active? Am I, are we breaking uh, news? Just in the last, last couple of days. Okay. So James, um, Podcast Academy is named their board of governor. Right. So chairperson, our co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Yeah. Vice chair, Donald Albright. Hmm. Don't know who he is. Secretary, Carrie Hoffman. Know who she is. Presidency of PRX. Treasury, treasurer, Christy Mirabal, VP of marketing, Sony Music Entertainment. Donald Albright's vice chair, president, co-founder of Tenderfoot TV. Yeah, he did a couple of um, podcasts, true crime podcasts. Governors, Connell Byron, iHeart, Ben Cave, global head of podcast at Apple, Eric Dine, CEO of Stitcher, Ina, if I pronounce the name wrong, sue me, Anna Grudemann, leader of podcasting and program innovation at NPR, Courtney Holt, head of studios and video Spotify, Herman Lopez, founder and CEO of Wondery, Rika... Murphy, independent podcast strategist, Liana Mercy Percy Ruiz, exec producer on being studios, Oren Rosenbaum, agent emerging platforms, United talent agency, Laren Spoor, co-creator of criminal. And this is love podcast, Christina Moore, founder of don't skip media, Isla Havokalin, EVP of content spoke media and Jenna Weiss Berman, co-founder of pineapple street media and not a single indie podcaster on the list except for you rob mm, well i mean i mean so, some of these folks came, came out of the indie side of things and they just did deals with some networks and stuff but yeah i mean a lot of them are from public radio so again I'll, I'll say it again no independent right. contest podcasters on the board of governor right well yeah so i would you, go ahead todd so they listened to you, but they didn't listen to everyone else. In my opinion. Okay. Um, you know, this is just the, the founding group. It's, uh, there's going to be a whole, you know, nomination process and things like that beyond that's going to happen too. So there's going to be opportunity, I think, to, to be much more, um, open about that, that selection process on who's on this. What? In, in the future, this is just a founding group. So I, I guess I will say that I'm, you know, I'm happy that you're in the position you're in. Right. I, and to be honest with you, I, there's no way I could do it. I'm glad you've got the, the fortitude to, to battle through. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do what I can. Yeah. So we had announced Rob before. I guess people hadn't listened, but um, so interesting here. So how many people on this list, let's go back to the list. Mm -hmm. So how many of these people have actually ever created a podcast? So you have. Donald has. Okay. That's two. Uh, let's see here. Who else? Let's see. Um, uh, 
here. So Lauren has, that's three. Lauren has, right. Christina has, uh, that's four. Christina has, yeah. Uh, Jenna, definitely. That's five. Yep. Everyone well, else are, well. And, well, Donald Albright. Definitely. And we yeah. counted him already. Oh, we did already, yep. okay. So I guess, yep. I guess five actual people that have actually created content. Seeing this is the podcast academy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are getting involved in the podcasting space that are, you know, behind the scenes people, right? Is there any I mean, reason yeah. why they didn't pick any international people? I think I think probably at this stage, um, the the board was mostly formed before the organization was. Um, planning on including um, the rest of the world in this. So so this rollout is going to be a, a global rollout. So it, you know that decision was just made two board meetings ago. So right. most of the board was already selected before that decision to open it up on a global scale was made. So James says, it's press C board that has Spotify, Apple, iHeartMedia, and Libsyn on it. That doesn't deserve snark. That's quite good. So... I'm not dogging on this. I'm just, you know, I'm asking questions. Right, you're just asking simple questions. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and this is one of the reasons, uh, these type of questions are one, one of the reasons why we're, we're going to do a, a couple of open webinars where people can come in and ask all the questions coming up here on, uh, June 18th. Mm. So, yeah. So we'll have to see, you got a big job ahead of you and, uh, I'm glad you got the CPU cycles. I just, uh, I couldn't be politically correct enough. No. Well, there's, there is a support staff that's working, working the organization. There's, um, Michelle Cobb, who's the executive director of the organization. Mm -hmm. And she, she did a lot of, uh, a lot of work on, on, on the, uh, I think it's the audio publishers association. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she worked with for many years. And Joanna Alaskas is the account manager for the organization. So those two are doing a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff uh, with the organization. So, so really, the board is really just a governing body that kind of directs the the staff to to work on this. So, this a five hundred one c three, or is it a for profit company? It's it, it's a nonprofit. I don't think it's a C3. I think it's another one. It's a, it's a different one. I'm not sure off the top of my head here. That's what I need to find out here in the next couple of days. Okay. Yeah. And according to the website, for those of you that are interested, membership opens on June 22nd. Yep. So yep. you got a well, mailing list. Things are list starting to happen. To, right? Yeah. So how often are you guys meeting? Once a week? Uh, Once a month right now. And then just, you know. Uh, Slack channel, all, all that kind of stuff. That's that's handling a lot of the, the back and forth. I'd stuff love to be group. a bird. I'd love to be a birdie observing that Slack channel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do have a, a a membership committee as well, and that's actually chaired by Courtney Holt from from Spotify. Right. So, so yeah. So, by the way, just so I threw my two cents worth in here. Uh, podcast awards 
nominations open on July 1st. So if you haven't registered your show <laughs> for the podcast awards, the one original 15th year podcastawards.com, get the show registered today. And again, disclaimer, I'm the owner of that. So, yep. <laughs> Uh, hey, Rob, I know what you guys can do with some of that first money. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to be clear, the membership fee is is originally going to be, you know, was set for $100, but um, it's only going to be $50 to actually. Wow. Yeah. What about corporations? Any idea? It's a membership-driven organization. There's not going to be any corporate sponsorships. Really? Or memberships. Right? Did, did, I had originally heard that might not have been the case has that changed that's well i mean i think if you think about it relatively realistically and to be entirely honest about it i mean even now i think about it i mean when you have people on in in the membership in the organization on the board those people tend to come from companies right Right. so so i mean this is a membership organization and the the members do represent companies right? right so so, you know, it, but it's not a, not like iHeart is a member. It's, it's Connell Bryan is a member and he just happens to work for. So I if iHeart has 400 people that register to be members of the podcast Academy, they will have some sway in vote. Yes. Um, uh, but that we've already discussed that on the board and that will be taken into account, um, in any kind of voting that happens. Because each member will have to identify who, who they're employed with. Oh, that's good. So, so yeah, so we'll be able to filter that biased out. Right. Sounds very good. Yes. Grasshopper. Yes. yes. Grasshopper. <laughs> Sounds very yes. good. Oh, all right. So all right. again, then there's going to be different, this is not, so everyone understands it's not been following this. This is not just for podcasters. This is for producers. This right. is for people Editors, that, yeah. yep. So salespeople, yep. marketing people, all sorts yep. of stuff. So there'll be but different categories. Is, yeah. But it is primarily focused on, you know, education and helping people, um, learn how, how to produce podcasts at a, you know, at a professional level, I mean, or at a, at a quality level. And I think that's, that's the driving you know, initiative of the organization is to, is to further podcasting on the creative as well as the, the quality side of, of podcasting, which I think we can all, all agree is important. Um, but it, but, but, but if you're an indie producer, I think it's, it's important, but maybe not as important as maybe it is for, let's say NPR or some organization like that. So do you foresee and again, I know you guys are still working out membership, but do you foresee someone that's been podcasting for three months can apply to be a member? Yeah, I can see a pathway for that. Yeah. And all of the finer details on that pathway are still being worked on right now. I think that's going to be a big topic at our next board meeting before we roll this thing out. Just make sure that that's refined good enough uh, to be open to to all all levels of podcasters. Now, this may surprise you because I'm going to take a different angle here. Is $50 enough? Is that, are you going to be able to raise enough money? Because, you know, this, uh, we've talked about it on this show publicly before this was announced. So how many staff members are there that are going to be payroll? Two, three? Just two. Just two. So two. So I'm just, 
I'm, I'm just taking a shot here. Right. And again, I have no idea how much they're making and I don't care, but I'm going to put, I'm going to put $250,000 down for, no, let's put 300 because let's put 300,000 down for salary. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know. I'm just, Todd's guessing. Yeah. Then you're going to have administrative fees. You're going to have some stuff that's going to, so you know, right. you're probably going to have an, another hundred for administrative website. Let's say half a million a year to run mm-hmm. this bad boy. I'm guessing. And I, I think you could afford to pay for more staff than that, that level, but okay. Yeah. So let's take it down to 400 then. I think that's still a little high right now, but that's okay. Okay. So we'll go down to 300. All right, so we'll go down to. Th- so I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. Okay, let's just say three hundred. Let's say each let's each say each employee is getting paid one twenty five. I don't know how much. I'm guessing. Disclosure: Rob has told me nothing. Okay, I don't so, know what those are either. Okay, that's that's say. fine. So just so everyone knows, Rob has told me nothing. I just want to make this clear so he's right. not in a bind. This right. is Todd's math alone. But so, I'm I'm gonna find out. Okay, so but. Doesn't matter. Like Let, let's just tomorrow. say three hundred thousand for a, a year to run this thing, because we right. talked about before to run an organization, you're going to need half a million dollars a year. Well, if you really want to have an impact, right. okay. So, it's so gonna, let's take three. Take let's take three hundred thousand and divide that by fifty. We need right. six thousand members to get there. That's that's not an impossible number. That's a big number. I I, I agree, but it's not an impossible number. So, James, Eileen. The rest of you, do you think we can get 6,000 podcasters to sign up at $50 a month? No, a year. A year. Sorry. I think I, if, I, I would have had, I would have had to have said, no, let's make it a hundred bucks. I, I would have well, went at 50. It's going to be next. Okay. Right. So the kickoff is 50. Hmm. And, and, um, I'll be, I'll, I'll be frank about it. Um, most of the board members are going to kick in some cash into this to get it started. Okay. I think I kind of heard hints of that before. Yeah. And there's how many board members total governor board members? What's the, I haven't counted them all. Let's see here. Eight or four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. I think it's like seventeen. Actually. Okay, so James just <laughs> what, what James responding says it. depends if they advertise in Pod News. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess I have to send an email after I get done with oh, this. Oh, that's funny. So, okay, so. So if there's 18, 18 governors, that's what the total was really 17, 17. So I'm going to guess again, you've told me nothing. So seven, I'm going to say five grand each. And so that's 85,000. So, you know, like, you know, that, that might get you money. That's That's seed, seed that's seed money. Right. (laughs) No, it's, I mean, it's, well, it's it's what it is. I mean, it's a common practice. In, I know, in I know other nonprofits to right. have founding board members, you know, contribute I, to the pot. To get I, I think it's important too, that if you look at like the IB, it's not a nonprofit it is a for-profit business. Right. 
They are. But they this, are. And this, this is, is not. And that right. that's really, to me, is is important. And again, right. it, a lot of it has to do with the classification of the what nonprofit status there is. So, right. you know, and the rules that go along with that. So, <laughs> James says, if I only knew someone at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, so you know, that certainly would be a benefit. James. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I think you know, for those of you that are listening, uh, for full disclosure, I will, I will join. I'll be supportive. I'm going to be supportive of the organizations as much as I can, and I will yeah. definitely. Yeah, and I'm joining too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except your, your, you or your company's poning up bigger cash, so I am going to definitely. Uh, um, yeah, I'll encourage the, the Blueberry team members that, you know, feel inclined to join and then we'll, we'll definitely uh, talk to podcasters too and have, you know, encourage them to, to join as well. And I, I think that if this is done right, Rob, um, you know, maybe there can be, you know, you guys will be able to set committees up and members can participate in committees and cause right. this is, just so everybody understands this, even though there's a board of governors. There is going to be committees that are going to have to be formed that right. are going to have to do yeoman's work to make mm-hmm. some of this stuff happen, some of the training and all this other stuff. So it's not like your ability to participate is, is zero at this point. There's going to be a huge right. opportunity to participate. Right. right. And if you go to the, to the website at thepodcastacademy.com, Go to the about us area, and it it clearly lays out what the academy administration is and how it works with the board of governors, and that there's going to be um, active members of the board of governors have a two year term, and then uh, nine members of the board of governors will be voted on by the members in an in an uh, uh, even numbered year starting in 2022. So eight members of the board will be voted on by the members an odd number of years starting in 2023. So there's going to be a rotation and a method of doing this and it's going to be voted on by members. Do you know what your term is now, Rob, that they, maybe guys internally digested that or is that TBD? I, I believe it's two, two years. Yeah. So I think what we have to, you know, I've been busting on Rob hard here a little bit, but that's my job even as his co-host is to ask questions. And I think that. Right. No, they're um, all, they're all valid questions. And all I, good questions. And I think, you know, so I just, so the audience is straight. When I, when this was first formed, I had huge reservations. Mm-hmm. So did I. And really big reservations. And, um, and as I, I think I very publicly said before, I was watching see as things go. And um, Rob, I, you know, I congratulate you for taking the initiative to reach out and participate with them. And, um, I, yeah, for me, it's just, it would be too much of a lift to be able to, because it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Well, I hope it is. I mean, from the standpoint of we're able to accomplish some stuff in the space to help the space. And I think that's, that's, that's certainly my goal with it is it's just not going to, I mean, it, my goal is to make it an organization that's representative of the whole podcasting space. And I, I believe that 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 is a big reason why they wanted me to be the chairman of it as well is because I, I am sitting in a position where I can, I, I can speak to the whole industry. Right. Well, um, 
We're 27, just so we're, we're all on the clock here, 27 minutes and 32 seconds away from it's the, space, countdown, Todd. the it's SpaceX launch. You should, put the, you should put the countdown clock on the screen. <laughs> I don't have a way to do that. But it's, you don't? Uh, I thought a tri- tri- yeah, I, it, it can, but I'm, let me see, can I set this up as a, how can I do this? Let me think about this. Yeah. If I had five minutes to look at the, my screen, I could probably set it up and make it a lower third. But um, Marty says the minimum I paid for a yearly membership in the no profit world is one twenty five a year in a nonprofit or more. I, I, you know, I Marty, I think they've really, you know, been aggressive here and getting the price down to fifty bucks. Um, but I, I'm concerned that you guys went too low, and maybe some podcasters will poo poo me for that. But I, I think your membership should because, okay. I agree with you. Todd. Perceived value. Yeah. Perceived value. There may be some other ways that we can bring in re- revenue to the organization to, to fuel it, but um, any revenue that's brought in has got to be justified in how it's used. That's so, true. So, you know, so we have to walk before we can run here. We got to figure out, you know, what we want to accomplish um, before we go out and raise money. Yeah, have you guys worked on budget yet, or is that? I'm oh, sure yeah. you have. There's a budget already. Yeah. yeah sure. So you're going to expend so much to training and all this other stuff that you're you got mm-hmm. planned, right. and I and I'm hoping that's where the membership committees will come in and will help guide, right. guide some things. of that. Right. Okay. Yeah, and a big big part of this is education too. Right. Right. And right. Being and and encouraging quality production, and we're still working on the awards part. Um, I believe that it's going to be renamed, um, to something that isn't already taken. So, so that's, that's another part of what's being worked on too. Right. It's a uh, good luck on the awards thing. I don't want to be on that committee. <laughs> Todd, you may not have a choice. No, 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 no. Cause no. I have full. Uh, that's that's uh, okay anyone that's listening to this show and if you're watching just, right just, now just you and me right here okay the only way i would be on a committee like that if it was anonymous <laughs> be worried about it you live in nowhere up in Michigan. What, it, what are you worried about? It, it, there's no, you know, I finally got my own thing kind of calmed down where, it, you know, it. there's not like I don't get 8,500 hate emails and, you know, it. Right. You, a matter of fact, my suggestion to the Board of Governors is when you guys set up the, the committee for the awards, it, that is anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> because, because it. No one's going to be happy. Well, yeah. Well, because it's, that's why I have a target <laughs> on my back. Bud. Well, you, you know, you, you can defer. So the awards committee was the one that came up with this. I mean, that wasn't me. I was just like the, you know, throw that one over the over your shoulder, right? Well, Todd, I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to tell you, you're the chairman of the awards committee. No. <laughs> So James is asking, is there a standards committee? Not yet. Okay. But I think he wants one. I know he does. He's okay. been wanting that for a <laughs> while now. 
Okay, so officially, James, James, I appreciate that. So. so they have moved. For those of you that want to see, that's not watching the SpaceX thing, they have moved the green, the white room, uh, away from the rocket. It is cloudy at Cape Canaveral, and uh, I don't know if that if they can punch through the clouds. I guess, but it looks a little dark off the left. I guess it depends if there's a thunderstorm going on. I would but, imagine it. It depends on if there's upper level winds yeah right. so uh the two at 22 minutes and 55 seconds ladies and gentlemen that's where we're at and uh we're not going to hold this show much longer because we know you're going to going to want to watch this but um hey so I, I guess here's the here's the dealio everyone and rob thanks for bringing this up if you've got comments you, you guys have a direct line to rob you listen to the show you can do you, do you already have a new email do you have oh my god you're, you've got 20 email addresses already all the way from microsoft to every company that's exists in the podcasting space i'm sure you're going to have a new email address but well for now we'll let them it's it's rob g at libsyn.com don't don't be afraid to fill his inbox up with your thoughts about the the podcast academy <laughs> thank you todd <laughs> But I bet his new address is going to be, I would matter of fact, probably test it, rob at thepodcastacademy.com. That would be kind of cool. The Podcast Academy. <laughs> the Podcast Academy. Who owns right. podcastacademy.com? It's a different company. It's a different organization. Or, or it's a different company. I think it's a, it's a consulting company. Why don't you pull it up? Oh, I know who owns this. I could have bought this domain about Michael Gohagen tried to sell this to me about 10 years ago. He wanted like five grand for it. I know who has this. Yeah. So, yeah, I could have bought this before, but I, I, I didn't really, I could have really cashed in crap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually held out, about a, out of a company out of Australia. Oh, actually, Australia and Santa Barbara. Hmm. So, yeah, I knew maybe I, I should used, have a conversation with those folks. I, yeah, you know what? Here's the problem. The it, it's just like you know, you need someone third party to contact them because they're going to smell blood in the water, and <laughs> they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll sell you that domain name." Right. Um, it's one thing we haven't switching. Well, I'm going to flip the topic here for real quick before we go. We haven't heard anything about the, about the, uh, Academy and not the Academy, the uh, hall of fame. It's true. Hmm. Okay. Well, it, it's not for lack of trying. I'll just put it that way. You'd, I shouldn't even say who owns podcasthalloffame.com. Well, I think we know. Yeah, me. So, and that was, I had it long before they announced their thing, so. Hmm. Interesting, Todd. Ashadares. Maybe you should uh, do something with that. I can't. Well. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, if, if, if the guys, if, I, if, hey, I'm if, just full of ideas, Todd, if the podcast uh, movement folks want that something to be done with that, then they, they know where I live. So I believe it that 
uh, was it Academy of Podcasters? Podcasters yeah, yeah. Dot com. Right. Yeah. So if they, you know, and I'm I'm hoping that the Hall of Fame is resurrected. I really truly believe it was a good process. But well, Dan Dan did say that he was going to at the podcast evolutions. Yeah, and we the were, topic came up when the podcast academy was yeah, announced, and we were very forthcoming and saying we'd help him do a Kickstarter or something to help him raise money for it to get it going. So. Dan, if you're Lipson listening, is, uh, Lipson has said the same. So Dan, Definitely. if you, if you're listening, come on or someone, someone pinch Dan for us. All right. Um, it's, uh, we're here. We, we started at quarter to, to three. So we've actually are at an hour and a half right, and, uh, fine. we've covered some good stuff here. And, uh, I think we all want to watch SpaceX launch. So we're going to let everyone go. Um, okay. but thanks everyone for, for hanging out with us today. It's been fun. The numbers have varied all of a sudden here. We started talking about the, the, the podcast Academy and then all of a sudden the Facebook numbers went up. So someone must've put the, put the, uh, bat signal out or something. But anyway, <laughs> thanks everyone for, for being here. I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek news is my Twitter account. Uh, Rob, uh, on Twitter at Rob Greenlee with two E's. Um, definitely follow me over there. and. Um, Email is robg at lipson.com. <laughs> you wanted to say your other one, didn't you? <laughs> well, got too, too many other ones. Yes, yeah. you do. But uh, hey, everyone, thanks, James Hank, for hanging out and having fun with us as well. And uh, we'll be back with you on Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, if you want to hang out with us on Saturday. Um, but uh, everyone. Well, Todd, I have some news too. I, oh. I ordered a new uh, video camera. Oh, you did. What did you buy? I bought a, uh, a Sony, um, uh, what's the model number? I can't, I is can't it a DSLR or is it a, it's actual... a camcorder. It's a, it's a 4k nice. camcorder. So, okay. and I got, uh, got, it got what, one of those capture cards. Oh, which one did you get? The Magswell or which one did you get? The Magswell one. Yep. Wow. You're spending some money. Wow. Well, I good. know. Those are expensive. <laughs> they are expensive. I've got five of them. So yeah. <laughs> so hopefully here in the next, uh, I don't know, in the next two episodes, wow. or so, you'll see a, a new video image from wow. me. Wow. That's uh, good for you. All right, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you. Oh, SpaceX launched. Let's take the weather delay. Oh, that's going to suck if it is, but. Anyway, mm. we've been here long enough, anyone. Everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.